Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Dee Dee. We are the hilarious outcome of opposing brains sharing a mutual desire to share knowledge and positive thinking about hemp and cannabis. We are here to tear down the walls built by Big Pharma and other big companies that seek to keep the human race in fear and divided. We are here to shatter the myths about hemp and cannabis and change the stigma of this amazing plant. Welcome to Hemp and Happiness with the Hemp Queen and Emperor podcast. Join us as we venture into this misunderstood and the unknown. Hey, happy hempsters. We are back for another edition of Hemp and Happiness. My name is Didi and that's Matt. So just thought I didn't reintroduce ourselves just Hi. in case, just in case you haven't listened before. Um, we like to discuss some topics, some off the wall topics. Sometimes think of some pretty interesting things. Matt's a little bit more, um, out there sometimes than I am, which is kind of cool. We kind of balance each other out really well out there physically, psychologically, both <laughs> definitely <laughs> out there, He's out there. Uh. Well, and so on this episode, I kind of wanted to talk, not necessarily personal yet, but I know it's coming because I've been warned about this like my entire life. So it sucks being a woman. Sometimes Matt, we have, does it? Yeah. Sometimes I mean, we got our periods, then we get menopause and, Right now I'm at that pre-menopause type stage a little bit, just like slowly getting into the menopause stuff so it can take its sweet dear old time. But I am about that age. And this is about the age that my mom started kind of going through some of this stuff. But um, I was reading today. I Obviously, we both read a lot because we want to stay up to date on certain things. Don't be a smart ass. This is, see, okay, so I'm going to preface this show. Yeah, this show is By saying, I will be doing very little talking. <laughs> no, you Because there's more to any, it. I'm if a man it up. says menopause, you may as well, like, just go ahead and kick your own self in the balls. Well, I kind because of agree that, with that. that's, that's pretty much. Uh, Most so, women yeah. want to kick you in the balls, so too. I will so. be a silent observer. <laughs> um, well, no, I'll because be, it's about cannabis, I'll obviously. be chipping in when we get to the male menopause <laughs> section, which is something. Thing I'm feeling right now, whatever, whatever. But I was doing some reading this morning and I was like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. I mean, we've we've talked about all the different things that cannabis and CBD and full spectrum CBD products can help with. Obviously, that's what our show is about. But this one really related to how some women that are premenopausal and even menopausal are using edibles to help with their symptoms. And it makes perfect sense because you... CBD, it just kind of lets your body find its homeostasis, kind of writes things. Now, does it cure anything? No, we all know that. doesn't cure anything, but it helps your body help itself. So really, your body is this working miracle, right? It can heal yourself a lot of, I mean, it, your mind does a lot of things with healing your body. Obviously, that positivity um, is super important. Like if you're facing cancer or, you know, any other horrible ailment, keeping that positivity and keeping that well balanced in your mind is huge for your overall health and wellness, right? We've talked about that before, uh -huh. the power of positivity. And even when I start getting down, like I start feeling down too, you know, and that makes a huge difference. But 
in this article, it talked about how women are using edibles to help with their hot flashes, which I found absolutely amazing. And, you know, a lot of times hot flashes are happening late at night when women are sleeping. I know you don't know much about this, but the women reported that the top three symptoms that the edibles were helping with, and this, these are cannabis edibles, by the way, which is the Delta nine, which is the stuff that is legal under 0.3% THC, right? It's the same stuff. Um, but they said that available top- at 502 com. <laughs> That's right. Or even in store, um, <laughs> as long as you're 21 and up. Um, but anyway, the top three symptoms that participants said were elevated alleviated sorry i can't read i need my glasses i meant that stop age, alienating your symptoms <laughs> right? dd yeah that's what we're doing they feel but bad the, the top three things were sleep problems mood disturbances or anxiety and low libido so a are lot you of sure you're not going through menopause i might be shut the fuck up <laughs> excuse my language i probably am um me too yeah we know you are but they also reported that it helps relieve hot flashes, night sweats, body pains, vaginal dryness, and pain, and to increase the pleasure during sex, which we've had a whole conversation about that. And I, it was mostly about ED, but I talked about the women mm. and how we even have a personal lubricant that can help with some of that dryness and when it becomes painful. A lot of times women after childbirth, they have a really hard time enjoying sex again because it is just horribly painful down there. And I think that CBD lube is a huge benefit. Is that because of the dryness or is that because of sensitivity? I think from both. I mean, I, I'm, you're putting, I mean, a big old head coming out that little hole. So, yeah, I think there can be some pain issues there, too. There might be a big old head going in that little hole. <laughs> yeah, we're not going there with that weirdo. Anyway, <laughs> but I think there's, I mean, I think there's definitely still some pain issues related there. But sometimes, too, I mean, in a case of, like, rape. You know what I mean? Oh. I know I'm going to bring it up though. Like that, that is traumatic and it can also lead to a lot of pain. So I think there's issues there. And I think that the CBD personal lubricant may be able to help with some of those pain issues in the female area, um, which again, we had talked about before, but taking cannabis internally, I think obviously I use it for anxiety. So it helps me a lot with that. And I can see where, um, it could help with your libido because it's calming you down. You're not overthinking. And that applies to both men and women. Obviously we do not believe that it truly helps with ED, but can it help with your libido? Yeah, sure. Why not? If you're less stressed, you want to relax and do the fun stuff and well, sex is fun. So makes sense to me. Yeah. I think, I think anything that's going to increase your enjoyment of sex, regardless of what it's actually doing, if it, if it's making it feel better and feel more pleasurable, it's Mm -hmm. probably as long and and not detrimental to your health, of course. Right. Uh, It's a good thing. I think so. I think it's huge. Um, They're starting to do more and more um, clinical trials on this and on this aspect. And I think that's important. Um, You know, they're always talking about safe, 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 safe. Well, yeah, again, buy your products from a reputable source. Make sure that it's CGMP, that that's where it's manufactured. They have, you know, good manufacturing practices. It's not just an acronym. Mm -hmm. Um, There are specific things that they have to do. and, And if they're audit certified, that's even better. Yeah. So, you know, gloves, hair nuts, uh, booties, all that stuff. Um, but the certificates analysis, those are so important to look at when you're buying products. So don't buy your CBD lube on the street corner. 
<laughs> or with the your, gas station. With your dime bag. <laughs> or okay? the gas station. <laughs> Get it from a reputable source. <laughs> right. Stop buying black market CBD lube. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Um, but they talked about one reason that cannabis works is because it mimics a chemical compound that our body produces, which is the ana, ana, anamide. Anandamide. Thank you, anandamide. Um, and that's it's actually produced by the ovaries, um, and that drops during menopause. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about the an, an, say it again. Anandamide. Anandamide. It's actually an endocannabinoid, which we have the whole system, yes. our endocannabinoid system, and the the say it again. Anandamide. Anandamide is structurally comparable to cannabinoids in the cannabis system. So it makes sense if that one is being depleted, that us adding the natural cannabinoids from the cannabis plant and CBD, THC, all the other ones too, there's tons of them. Our body uses it. It uses it to help regulate ourselves. And it can, um, the estrogen levels are correlated to the pre-menopause. Pre Pre, well, I think they call it uh, peri-menopause. Peri um, perimenopause. Perimenopause. Thanks. I can't pronounce it's shit all today. Good. But wait, I'm going to stop you because I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Real quick. Uh, not to break your flow. Damn. Do you know? I know. You're <laughs> spitting and rhyming. Um, do you know what which human has the highest concentration of anandamide? There's actually two. Which human? Yeah. There's only two like, humans. Like, no, I, I understand. In the, in the, in, like... Who has the most anandamide? I would probably say woman. At what stage? Oh, probably teens. Nope. Right before pregnancy then? Pregnant women. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, because they're I producing said that in it for the baby. Podcast. I was hoping you'd remember. I did not remember. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. But no, it makes sense because they're producing it not only for themselves, but for, for their the, for child. The infant. Yeah. Right. And my theory, granted, I'm not a doctor. But I would love it if some of the doctor picked up on this and actually did the study. I've had many women who have just given birth and they are going through that, um, that just postpartum, postpartum, postpartum depression, depression mm -hmm. and it is draining them. And I get them on our THC free CBD oil. And I swear, I could not tell you how many women have come back in and been like, you saved me. And I was like, it makes sense. Especially if you're breastfeeding, you're giving all that, all those cannabinoids to the baby because the baby's using it. Endocannabinoids. Endocannabinoids. Which are your body's right. producing. Right. Which your body's producing. Exactly. And your baby needs it to produce their healthy cells and to keep growing. Right. So you're giving all of yours away. You're being depleted. Your body cannot keep up with its own natural production. And Let's face it, a lot of us don't produce enough ourselves anyway. Lack of exercise, lack of good food, lack of tons of things. But anyway, that's why we take the cannabis products to supplement. help with that, supplement yeah. with that, just like a vitamin. Um, but it makes perfect sense why women go through postpartum if they are not getting what they need for their endocannabinoid system. So I think some studies there need to be done with it. But that is just one of my theories um, again, not a doctor, but it makes well, perfect sense. And I, I've also, I've had customers because whenever a woman's pregnant or, or just given birth and breastfeeding, if they ask, I immediately tell them to ask their healthcare professional. Right, always. And it's like 50, 50, mm -hmm. half of them are like, Nope, don't touch it. Yep. And the other half are like, yeah, give it a try. Yep. It's not going to hurt anything. Right. So it's like, there's, there seems to be just anecdotally a divide in the medical community 
on THC, now THC free. Yeah. And it makes sense too, why there would be that divide because there hasn't been enough studies because of it being a schedule one, Mm -hmm. which kind of leads me into the second part of this topic. I wanted to talk, I know, right? I wanted to talk about that today too, because, um, obviously the whole Biden administration just recently said that they were going to federally pardon, um, you know, low, low offense marijuana users. Right. So they're going to be getting out of jail free kind of thing. What? Not really, but you know what I mean? But the thing is, is that just recently, I think it was over the weekend, there was an activist that was, um, protesting at the white house because they claim that the, that that pardon frees zero of the 2,800 federal prisoners that there's no pardon for people that have sold marijuana. Now, granted, you've got all of these big businesses selling marijuana products and there are no charges are being brought on them because they're run by states that have legalized it. Right. So that pardon that Biden, you know, said he was going to do, it actually hasn't pardoned any of them. Federally. Federally. Mm-hmm. So because be they've more like sold low it. level charges. Yeah. Like just users. And then he talked about how those users needed. Um, if, but what, how if, much weed do you need to sell that be it federal? I don't know. I don't like, know either. That's Escobar stuff. And that's Coke anyway. But I, I don't know. It would have to be a lot. And how do you get federal charges and not state charges? For um, marijuana use. We need to do more research. We definitely need to do more research on that. But that was just one thing that I just came across. And that's constantly changing now. That oh, landscape constantly. is changing. Well, and he is trying, yes. And he is trying to get it um, rescheduled. So to remove it from that schedule one, if he does that and completely takes it off the schedule or even puts it as an over the counter, then technically it would be legal. Mm-hmm. It'd be legal. There wouldn't be all these issues federally or state. And a lot of people could get their records expunged and hopefully our own will, our own governor will make that happen. Um, But the one thing they talked about in this, like a new scheduling of it, they talked about schedule six. It's a proposed new schedule designed to preserve the rights and to control and regulate marijuana cannabis to the states. So the states have full control over it. Um, it regulates the cannabis exclusively at the state level. Um, so that would ensure the safety standards while protecting the small businesses, which I think is great. Um, it would resolve the 280E tax code. I don't know a lot about this. What I do know about the tax is, taxes for marijuana companies and um, businesses is that they cannot claim any expenses at all. And they have to pay their taxes in cash. Well, I'm sorry, but that's horrible. No one should have to, I mean, you, you own a business, you should be able to write off your expenses, period. Um, so I'm hopefully that that's what they mean by that 280E tax code. Um, it would also access to, um, traditional banking and merchant services, which would be huge. Well, and you know, everybody wants to know how much money you're making. You can't lie when you're putting it in the damn bank. You know what I mean? It's a much better way. It's safer. People aren't being robbed because that is happening everywhere in legal states. You know, they got to build freaking fortresses to keep their cash stored in it. And then trying to pay everything, you get penalized for paying in cash too, which is yeah, ridiculous. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, this schedule six, the proposed schedule six also allows university and research institutes that receive federal funding to legally conduct studies. 
which is needed. It is beyond needed. It was needed many, many, many years ago, but at least we're moving in that right direction. So then they could do these studies on, you know, women's health and, you know, <laughs> maybe stop taking away some of our rights and uh, actually give us some back and start doing some studies that would help us and benefit us. Hmm. Um, Y'all yeah, just vote. I'm just going to leave it there and vote no on Amendment 2. Sorry, Matt, but I have to put that out there in the state of Kentucky. Why are you apologizing no. to me? You have a right to your opinion. I do. And if y'all want to know what Amendment 2 is, just DM me and I will explain it to you. Um, Slide into her DMs. That's right. <laughs> that's right. As long as you're not a creeper. Ooh, I still get those. But anyway. Um, I don't. I know. Thank God. <laughs> but No the, one would dare. <laughs> I would. The response would be epic. Right. But another thing that this schedule with this rescheduling do, people would be able to use their health and savings cards. So their health and savings accounts to buy their cannabis. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. In the very, very beginning, when I had uh, very first time I got my credit card processing, they I was able to do that. I was able to take health savings because I was written as a pharmacy. I've used the, mm -hmm. uh, my some, HSA card to buy product at our store. Some will and some won't. It really depends. Federal, they won't. Like state employees, it won't. So it really mm -hmm. just depends. More the... Um, Sometimes more of the personal ones, they will. Um, this also allows veterans access. And I think that's huge for all the veterans that are, you know, no, you can't use that because it's not federally legal. Well, what sucks about that with the veterans mm -hmm. is that um, we have a lot of veterans that, that come to the store that can't take the stuff because – if they test positive for yep. THC, they won't get their other medications right. from uh, the VA, mm -hmm. which is complete bullshit because it's basically saying you can't take something healthier than the shit that Big Pharma is giving you, even though you do need. And don't get me wrong. Western medicine, Has pharmaceutical companies absolutely produce medications that are, are needed. Uh, there's no argument. There's no question there. Right. And I'm not going to argue that. But what I am going to argue is, okay, so instead of taking a potentially harmful liver-killing, kidney-killing uh, treatment for PTSD, you can take THC. But this other stuff that you need for your, you know, diabetes, whatever, mm -hmm. oh, you can't have that if you take THC. Yeah, which is complete bullshit. So, <laughs> complete bullshit. I mean, tell me how that logic – so you can you can take the stuff that we prescribed to you that kills you slowly right. but kills you. But then the stuff that we give you that saves you, you can't get that if you take something, an alternative no to what we're giving you that will kill you versus something that's, that's safe, no arguably safe for you. Right. Well, and let me ask you this. Did you know that some states, if you are a medical marijuana user, you cannot own a gun? What state is that? Uh, I believe it's Florida and I think Ohio. That could be wrong. They're taking away our but, guns. Yeah. If you are a registered medical marijuana user, you do. Not, they will not let you buy guns. And this Schedule 6 proposal, it is if a registered page, patient who uses medical cannabis shall not be subjected to additional federal taxes while maintaining their Second Amendment rights. Well, the, the good news is you can come to so Kentucky. there you go. There and, you go. And pretty much buy a gun at a vending machine here. I kind of did. <laughs> we have the loosest gun laws. It's disturbing. Well, and now you don't even have to have a concealed carry. Nope. I mean, I went to the classes, but nope. I didn't bother to register the it concealed carry because I can carry the if Wild I want West. to. Mm -hmm. 
It with is. With guns in Kentucky. I'm it's not 100% scary. sure how I feel about that. I know. I know. Uh, I don't. I know that uh, I've asked people to leave the store who, who have come in with guns on one occasion. Well, yeah, I remember that. And that was rather frightening, too. That person was. I remember that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah I mean. No, I would say not in a not in uh, someone's uh, business. You don't want to walk into a business with a mm-hmm. gun, but I think that you know. Otherwise, it's absolutely your constitutional right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I heard a fascinating documentary on the uh, on the origin of uh, militias and, mm-hmm. and things like that. We may have to do a podcast on it. We might, but I don't to. want to digress. <laughs> we're talking about menopause. How do we get we into were. this political well, maelstrom? But <laughs> I also wanted to bring that up too, though, because if it if cannabis is rescheduled, then it will open up the doors to so much research, which will help so many people. I mean, we, the society, we're sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? And we just keep getting, well, take this pill, try this pill. And that's what they do when you're going through menopause. They want to give you an antidepressant. They want to give you water pills. They want to give you hormonal replacement. Well, I'm sorry, I can't take hormonal replacement. I've had blood clots. They cause blood clots. Some of them even cause cancer. I don't want that. I was on the damn Depo Provera shop for way longer than I should have, which in that fine print that they put in those little packages, it can cause breast cancer. So I'm constantly checking my boobs, which you should anyway. But I've had to have um, the scan thingies um, done on my boobs since I was like in my early 30s. I, I shouldn't have had that done until my 40s or even 50s, but... I'm responsible. I check them. A I have, mammogram? Yeah, mammograms. Uh, you don't things. have to have a mammogram no, until you're in your 40s? Not until your that. 40s. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'm an FBI member. I bet you are. Federal booby inspector. Yeah, buddy. Ugh. Anyway, we're <laughs> not even going there. But now I've had to have them for a long time. And I have lumps that they're not anything. But, you know, you got to get that shit checked out. Yeah. So with, with more research, with it getting removed from the schedule one, I truly believe that it will benefit everyone and it will benefit women probably the most because we're being denied our, our health and wellness anyway, when it comes to birthing availability for women and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think it is very much needed to have these alternatives available for women, for everyone in general. And it's, it, we shouldn't be denied cannabis use when it helps us, when it helps us get through these horrific body changes that our body goes through. And like I said, not everybody can take hormonal replacement therapy. Not everybody can take pills. I certainly don't want to get on anti-anxiety medication. I would much rather take a CBD product, full spectrum CBD product, or even smoke a joint. Who cares? It's, I think it's up to everyone's individual rights and needs to be able to use a plant to help their health and wellness. So that was kind of bringing it all back in. Oh, and that's, I see. Did you see I like that? how you brought, brought, brought yeah, that full circle. I did. Okay, okay. I did. I did. I was wondering where the plot was going. You know, but now. you just got to stick with me. You got to stick Boom. with me. Boom. <laughs> mic drop. drop that mic. <laughs> mic yeah. drop. Oh, jinx. Look at that. <laughs> oh, look at that. Thing. No, I just think that people need to be aware. You know, there are things going on federally and in the states that they are trying to get more and more things um, changed. And I think it's great. Yeah. I definitely think it's the right step in the right direction. Um, 
I think anybody with a low-level marijuana offense should be pardoned, period. I think even people that still have those kind of things on their record should get pardoned for it, too. I mean, nobody should be sitting in jail for a joint. Yeah. Just, no. Well, and and here's the thing, too, is you're never going to... You're never going to get rid of all the sheeple. They're just, they're, unfortunately, humans are hardwired to be, to some extent, socially uh, passive mm-hmm. and accepting of nonsensical rules. Right. Um, but a lot more people are getting aware mm-hmm. and a lot more people are waking up and saying, hey, this does smell like bullshit. <laughs> right. And I, and I think that... Um, that's a wonderful thing. I do too. I think that, uh, and I think that as, uh, and it's, I don't know if it's a correlation or a causation, but I can't help but notice that the, that the more CBD and cannabis break loose, the more independent thought seems to be occurring within our society, mm. you know? And don't, I just kind of, I just kind of wonder like, barely that alone, man. Like, I, well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I would never even dream of making a claim uh, of that, but I find that interesting, mm-hmm. you know? And it, and it, 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 I have no idea. It could, it could just happen to be that, um, that's the way we're moving and cannabis and CBD are part of that. Or maybe, uh, cannabis and CBD on some level are helping to inspire that. Mm. Um, certainly the, uh, the, the 50s, you know, on, on becoming a habitual marijuana smoker. Um, oh, and I forget the, uh, the, the sociologist. Reefer, reefer madness and all that stuff. No, it was a sociologist whose name I'll have to put in the notes because I can't remember mm-hmm. embarrassingly enough. But it was just a, it was a study on why people become habitual marijuana smokers mm-hmm. and it, uh, is it, what, what are the correlations? What are the causations? Very interesting. And essentially what it led to was there was actually a very specific personality type, at least as a, a, according to this psychologist theorem, um, that were more prone to being a habitual marijuana smoker. And the same personality type had a lot of other associated attributes, uh, en- enhanced creativity, mm-hmm. Um, and and so heightened intelligence were, were all parts of that. Now, again, this was written in the fifties, right? But it's still interesting because, um, you know, we're, what what causes that, what correlates to that, and how that all ties into what we do. Well, is, in is, the is, most is, recent polls that I read today, as well, um, a lot of people find marijuana use less detrimental than alcohol and tobacco, mm-hmm. like. They say those are the killers more so than marijuana ever thought about being. So I think I think society in general is is switching. I think the younger generation is like, you know what? We've been lied to for long enough. Yeah. It's time to make some changes. So just remember to vote, people. Yeah. And definitely vote now on Amendment 2 in Kentucky. Yes. And if so. it comes to Pepsi, Coke, or cannabis, <laughs> choose cannabis. <laughs> right. But thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you all so much. If you ever have questions, please reach out info at 502hemp.com and follow us on at uh, Facebook 502 Wellness Center. 
Uh, Instagram is still 502 hemp. We don't know how long we'll get to have that, but we're still hanging on by a thread there. Um, and yeah, definitely, like I said, um, sign up on our website to get all of our emails. We have sales on occasion. Um, we just celebrated our big one. So, oh, we've got the Christmas stuff coming up uh, <laughs> and cold weather. Uh, I don't like it. But anyway, thanks guys for listening. We appreciate you all so much. And again, for voting us as the best local podcast in Louisville. So yeah, thank you. See ya. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Hemp and Happiness with the Hemp Queen and Emperor. Keep your mind ever open and expanding. Like, subscribe, review, follow us, all the good stuff. And keep, keep it, it hempy, hempy out there. there.